The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown & Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, The Gavigan Agency, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and the Rick House. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy game week, everybody. East Carolina and Appalachian State on the clock for Thursday at 7.30 from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, the home of the Carolina Panthers. And to help us get ready for Thursday night's game, we've got a big show planned for you. Up first will be Danny Morrison. He's the executive director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation, the Duke's Mayo Classic. They're putting on this classic that features East Carolina and App State on Thursday. Of course, it features Clemson and Georgia coming up on Saturday. Uh, one rider in North Carolina called it the biggest college football week in Charlotte's history. So we'll talk with Danny Morrison about that. In the back half hour of our show, Curtis Steeman with Port City Films. They produced the entrance video for East Carolina Pirate Football. So we'll talk about that. And we'll check in with our good friend Brian Medor. He's over at the East Carolina press conference as we speak. And we'll see how the players and coaches reacted to today's press conference on this Monday as we get you set for game day on Thursday. Danny Morrison is up first. We'll take our first break and be back with Morrison after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. An exciting time for Pirate football. East Carolina all set to open up the 2021 college football season. Thursday night, Bank of America Stadium, East Carolina, and the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. App State still about a 10, 10.5 point favorite in the game. Should be a big crowd on hand. Danny Morrison's the executive director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation, the former president of the Carolina Panthers, and he joins us as the Duke's Mayo Classic. A couple of big games coming up for the city of Charlotte. In fact, three games for Charlotte, two of those part of the Duke's Mayo Classic. But, Danny, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be with you. Danny, talk about the, the interest in East Carolina and Appalachian State a little bit and, and how it all came about with the Duke's Mayo Classic. Well, we couldn't have a better weekend, and it couldn't come at a better time for the hospitality industry that's just been crushed, as we all know. So, uh, we'll have some 110,000 um, people in for the games. and Well, actually, maybe more than that because of the uh, Charlotte-Duke uh, game on Friday night. Right. We've got the App East Carolina game on uh, Thursday night, as you well know. That's going to kick a mega weekend off. I'm, I think it's the best weekend in all of college football this year. And so to then come back and have uh, uh, Charlotte and – uh, Duke on Friday and then Clemson and Georgia on Saturday with game day being here on Saturday morning. It's just a great opportunity to showcase uh, Charlotte and 
really help an industry that's uh, been hurt so bad. Yeah, and it almost seems like so surreal what we went through last year, just trying to have a college football season. And I'll never forget, you know, in, in early, maybe late July, early August, and you hear, you know, the Big Ten's not going to play, and you're thinking that everybody's going to cancel. And then, you know, the SEC says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play, and, and leagues were trying to figure out a way to play, and no crowds. I mean, you know, I went to all the East Carolina games, the home games, and it was really – just like watching scrimmages. It was really something that I hope we never see again. So it is good to get back, isn't it? Well, it's great to have the fans, and uh, fans bring energy. And we've been so fortunate in Charlotte that everybody works together to make these kind of events happen. We have amazing harmony among the CRVA, City, County, uh, Bank of America Stadium, the Panthers, and so it takes everybody to bring all this together, and certainly Bank of America Stadium had a lot of experience last year dealing with uh, COVID protocols, and they've been great to work with. And uh, all of our events, we've got Fan Fest on a Thursday uh, prior to the game. Uh, we've also got a Fan Fest on Friday night that's free that features uh, Ingrid Andrus and other artists. And so we've got Fan Fest before the Saturday game, too. So. Uh, we'll be following the, uh, all the guidelines at Bank of America Stadium. I hope people will get to the game uh, early. Masks will be required in the indoor areas, so going to the restroom or uh, concessions areas, but uh, not required in the, in the outside bowl. Okay, for those coming in from uh, Greenville and East Carolina, the eastern part of the state, uh, talk about FanFest a little bit. Where can fans go for that, and, and what time does that kick off? Well, that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. That'll open up at, uh, 4.30, uh, three hours prior to the game. And it's, uh, it's along Mint Street, which is right outside of the stadium. So as you're walking up the stadium, it gives, uh, uh, fans some fun things to do around the stadium prior, prior to entering. Okay. And you're going to have that going on Thursday and then Friday and then Saturday as well. Yeah. On Friday, uh, night, it'll be, It'll start at 6.30. We'll have a party band, and then we'll have uh, uh, headline artists like uh, Ingrid uh, Andrus performing. Sounds like a good time for uh, this thing in Charlotte for about three days. But, unfortunately, we got to come back and do high school football on Friday night. But that's, that's a great Labor Day weekend, isn't it? Well, it's, it really is, and uh, it just all came together. It's uh, The app game, the app East Carolina game, is actually a – uh, an app state home game right. that we're hosting here at Bank of America Stadium, but it's going to uh, create great visibility for East Carolina, and so we're we're excited about about the game and um, really two historical rivals that haven't played in a while. Yep. So it's great to get the uh, the two teams back together. I was just over at the press conference that started at 11.30, and I came over here to do radio, but uh, I asked a question to Coach Houston, and I said, have they talked to the coaches, have they talked to the players about what it's going to be like with a big crowd and the big stadium, you know, the NFL atmosphere and that kind of thing, you know, do you talk to the guys about it? Because, you know, back in the old days, and you remember these, you know, teams would go a day early and do a walkthrough at the stadium and, and, you know, maybe do a little practice there, but teams don't do that anymore. So the first time that the Pirates will go to Bank of America Stadium will be, you know, late that Thursday afternoon. And he said that some of the guys 
you know, came in the, the, to the program with very little experience in big crowds. And last year they got no experience with big crowds. So this is going to be a new thing for some of those guys. But it should be maybe one of those nights they'll never forget. Well, it'll be special to play in an NFL stadium. And uh, I've always felt like Bank of America Stadium is um, maybe the best outdoor venue in all of uh, – America. I just think it was so well designed and it's been maintained beautifully over the years. So it's a great NFL stadium. It'll be a good experience uh, uh, for the players. And, uh, you know, it will be special. Danny Morrison joining us, the executive director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation. Danny, let's take take us back in your career a little bit. Obviously, the former president of the Panthers uh, led the Panthers to the Super Bowl in 2008, uh, 2016, started with the Panthers in 2008. Well, what was that like, that Super Bowl season? I was at the NFC Championship game uh, in Charlotte. I remember just the atmosphere there and just, just everything that was, that was going right for that Panther football team. They were pretty good, weren't they? Well... The, the atmosphere that you're talking about was just electric. Everybody says that the best event you can have in the NFL is to play a championship game in your own stadium. Yeah. Proved to be true. And uh, what people forget is that the, that team still holds the longest winning streak in NFC history. Uh, not AFC, because that's the Miami Dolphins. Right. NFC uh, won the last three games of the um 15th season and then won 14 in a row. Um, so 17-game winning streak, and um, we, we lost uh, after the 14th. I believe that was to Atlanta. I actually thought at the time, well, maybe that, that'll bode well as we go into the playoffs, and we really were on a roll in the playoff. It was a great team, special chemistry. Uh, they don't come any better than the really the stars on that team from um, – Cam Newton to Luke Keekley to Thomas Davis to Greg Olson. I mean, the list yeah. on and on. And so, yeah, it was just a great uh, – it was a memorable run. I, <laughs> I wish we played four out of seven like NBA <laughs> and, uh, and uh, than they do in Major League Baseball. But, uh, you know, one thing I, I did want to say to your audience okay. is having um, started my uh, AD career at Wofford, of course, uh, back then, we were in the same conference uh, or the same NAIA with uh, Lenore Ryan. And so I've paid special attention over the years to coaches that have been at certain places. And uh, Coach Houston has done uh, – I've watched his career from Lenore Ryan to Citadel to James Madison and uh, uh, have been obviously very impressed with him. And Dan, we've talked about it on this show a number of times, and I've, I've said it that, you know, I've been here a long, long time, and every time, you know, there was a coaching opening at East Carolina, there were three or four names that came out, and, you know, sometimes one of those names worked out, sometimes they didn't, and, you know, and, and you finally find your new coach. When coach, you know, when the Pirates were looking for a coach after Coach Moe, it was like, you know, Coach Houston's name popped up, and that was the only name that popped up, and that was the only candidate, really, and, and it's, it's just, it kind of just, 
blossomed right there in front of our eyes that, that everything worked out. I think that Coach Houston really had an interest in East Carolina. I know East Carolina had an interest in Mike Houston, and uh, luckily for both, I think that they they got together, and I think Coach Houston's well on his way to turning this thing around. I think it's unfortunate that they're playing an App State team with so much experience because I think that's gonna that's gonna work against East Carolina. Although East Carolina, I think, is much improved, and I think that we're gonna see uh, a much better product on the field. It's just it's a very difficult schedule for Coach Houston. Well, it's certainly a tough uh, opening game, and um, Appalachian State has had a great program. There's a big difference in right. winning team and a program, and they've consistently done it year after year, and uh, I have a lot of admiration for those that can just keep sustaining things, and uh, they've done really, really well, and it takes time to uh, to, to build a program, and uh, just my observations on what's going uh, on with Coach Houston and the Pirate program is building it block by block. So uh, I think it'll be a great game, and we're excited to be hosting it in Charlotte. You, know, you can't do anything like this without outstanding sponsors, and, and you've got one in, in Duke's Mayo. How did you guys get together? Well, that's a great question, and uh, we couldn't be more pleased with uh, Duke's Mayor. I'm glad you, you asked about them. Uh, we actually were working with the title partnership uh, during the pandemic, so that's not the most attractive time to be garnering a, a title partner, but we had had uh, Belk, and right. uh, they, they were an incredible uh, partner. But, but they sold to a private equity firm, and then it just was it. Uh, uh, they decided to go in another direction. So what's so great about it is we followed a gr- great iconic Southern brand in Belk with another great iconic Southern brand in Duke's Mayonnaise, and we've had so much fun with it. Uh, they're not. Uh, they like to have fun. Uh, we've played off of a lot of different angles and. They couldn't have been better in a tough year last year. We had the neutral site game with uh, Wake Forest and Notre Dame right. last year, and it got moved four times. <laughs> they got canceled. And Duke's Mayo hung in there with us all the way. We had a great bowl game between uh, Wisconsin and Wake Forest, and uh, even though we could only have 1,500 fans. So uh, in a year that was tough for a lot of people, you find out uh, – who really is there with you during the tough times, and Duke's Mayo could not have been been better. And they're, they're having fun with it. It's a great weekend. And uh, uh, as we all know that grew up in the South, it's a great it's a great brand. Yeah, everybody knows it. That's for sure. Duke's Mayo, the Duke's Mayo Classic coming up. Talk about the bowl game a little bit, uh, the teams that you'll have in Charlotte for that, for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Well, our anchor um, each year is the ACC. Last year we had Big Ten versus ACC. This year it'll be SEC versus ACC. Following year it'll be Big Ten and ACC and so forth. So we alternate uh, ACC opponent with either the Big Ten or SEC. So this will be uh, in a year where the SEC is expected to be great again and yeah. ACC as well uh, we should have a really good uh, 
a really good lineup for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And it's always a chance, and correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, because obviously you know a lot more about this than I do, but sometimes when bowls are trying to get matchups and things, you can trade off, and, and or if a conference doesn't have enough teams that, that, that get into there, or you know, are there some situations you could do that maybe in East Carolina they could pop up and they're bowl eligible, they could end up in Charlotte? Well, for that something like that to happen, it would uh one of the conferences would not would have to have a unique situation okay. where there're not enough um not enough teams eligible for bowls. Okay. So, it's not likely that that um would happen, but um the it, it could happen. Now, you guys aren't just uh, in in the football business with the uh, Charlotte Sports Foundation, right? You got the Jumpman Invitational coming up. Yeah, we're really excited about that. We've been working on that for a couple of years. The genesis of it was uh, Joe Castiglione, who's the AD at uh, Oklahoma, and our friends uh, from my college AD uh, days at TCU. And he, um, we were having dinner. They were playing in 19 in the NCAA regionals in Columbia. And so Joe and I went to dinner that night. I hadn't really started with the foundation, but uh, it had been announced that I was going to be uh, coming to the foundation. And so we had dinner, and Joe suggested, he said, uh, you know what would be great is to get the four Jordan brand universities that have Jordan brand for football and basketball. There was just four of them at the time, Michigan, um, Florida, North Carolina, and Oklahoma, this past year, they added uh, UCLA, so that's a fifth one. But at the time, there were only four. And so we worked on that for uh, a couple of years. It all came to fruition. The four ADs were excited about it. Jordan Brand is thrilled about uh, coming to Charlotte. certainly makes sense with Michael Jordan being the owner of the Hornets. And we've got a wonderful Spectrum Center um, here in Charlotte. And the East Carolina fans are going to really love being in uptown Charlotte. You drive to the um, hotel, park your car, you can walk everywhere, walk to the stadium, vibrant uptown with plenty to do in restaurants. And so all that played into this Jumpman Invitational, and it should be, um, we think it'll be the premier uh, basketball event in the country. That's Florida, Michigan, Carolina, and Oklahoma. Will you play uh, two games and the winners will play the next night? Losers play in a consolation game the next night? Is that how you're going to do it? No, it's just going to be a one okay. game. But we are having men and women. So it's okay. the first time that I'm aware of that a tournament of this magnitude has had both the men and the women. Okay. So we'll, play, we'll play on December 20 and December 21, and uh, we haven't uh, – made the matchups yet but we'll figure all that out and it'll be two uh, great days of basketball here in charlotte the jump man invitational at the spectrum center 12 20 and 12 21 the men's and women's teams from florida michigan north carolina and oklahoma that should be a lot of fun as well anything else you guys have uh, cooking up with the charlotte sports foundation well we host the acc football championship uh, every year and that could be a really that could be crazy matchup. Yeah, we had a great matchup last year with Clemson and Notre Dame because that was the year Notre Dame was playing football in the conference. So um, this could be uh, an exceptional championship game. 
Yeah, because Clemson is so good, big favorites again, but North Carolina, they are absolutely loaded as well. And uh, I think that that would, that, would, that would bring some excitement to the state, wouldn't it? Well, the ACC, uh, we're fortunate to, to work closely with three of the best conferences in America with the ACC, SEC, and um, Big Ten. Uh, you know, we got two new commissioners who we like very much. Uh, we loved uh, John Swafford uh, uh, at the ACC and also Jim Delaney with the Big Ten. But uh, Kevin Warren and Jim Phillips are, have hit the ground running. Uh, they're doing a great job. And, of course, uh, Greg Sankey, who... Um, has just done an outstanding job following uh, Mike's live with the SEC. So all good people, uh, all trying to make uh, things work well in these changing times of intercollegiate athletics, and they're all uh, high-integrity good people. I was going to say, how much uh, do you take a look at the changing landscape in, in college athletics with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC and so much talk about everything else? Well, it's it's a, it's a different time than when I was uh, involved in college athletics. I love my time uh, uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Small college at uh, Wofford, which was uh, just a wonderful experience, and then um, SoCon uh, Commissioner, which uh, I, it's you know in some ways it's almost like we're going back a uh, a hundred years, uh, Brian. If you yeah. look back, the Southern Conference was formed in 1921, a hundred years ago, and at the time, I think it had like 23 teams. So, in some ways, it was kind of the NCAA of the South. Uh, SEC broke away in 32, and then the ACC broke away from the Southern Conference in 53. So, you know, in some ways, uh, history may be repeating itself. That's fascinating right there. All right, when you look at future years uh, for, for perhaps the Dukes-Mayo Classic, do you guys have games lined up you know, in the next couple of years? We do. We've got a, a HBCU matchup uh, next year that we're excited about, uh, an in-state rivalry with uh, North Carolina A&T and North Carolina Central. We've got University of North Carolina, University of South Carolina in 23 uh, we're working on additional things. We've also got West Virginia, Tennessee in 28, and uh, we've got some things that we're we're still working on in between all of that. That sounds good. There's some great matchups there. All right, what kind of crowd are we looking for for the Appalachian State East Carolina game coming up on Thursday? What do you think, 40? We think we'll, we'll be somewhere probably between 32,500 and 35,000. It'd be great to get to uh, 40, and that's a possibility. Um, we've got, of course, sold out for Saturday. So you put the two of those together, we're going to have over 110,000 fans uh, here in Charlotte for the two games, and then you add uh, the Charlotte-Duke uh, game, so another probably 15 to 20. So we'll have some 125,000 uh, fans uh, here in, in Charlotte. Danny Morrison, the executive director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation. Anything else you want to say to the uh, Pirate fans here in Pirate Nation before the game for Thursday night, Danny? Well, I think they'll have a great time in Charlotte. I hope we'll have a tremendous turnout, um, see a lot of uh, purple in the stands, and 
uh, we're just uh, delighted to be able to uh, host East Carolina. It's got uh, uh, certainly a storied history in its own right. Dan, you've got a busy week. We thank you so much for your time on this uh, Monday to help us kick off our game week, and uh, we certainly appreciate it. We'll look for you in Charlotte on Thursday. Appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you. Take care. All right. Take care. Danny Morrison, Executive Director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation, joining us here on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday, kicking off your game week for East Carolina Pirate Football. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. Curtis Thiemann, the owner of Port City Films, they developed the entrance video for East Carolina Pirate Football. There's going to be a sneak preview of that video on the big screen at Bank of America Stadiums. We'll talk about that a little bit and more on this game week for East Carolina after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Happy game week, everybody. Pirates and the Mountaineers of Appalachian State set for that 7.30 kickoff at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And part of the pregame festivities, make sure you get in early because there's going to be a sneak peek of the entrance video that the fine folks at Port City Films put together. Curtis Thiemann uh, runs that place at Port City, does a great, great job. He's done a great job as far as the entrance video for years. And he joins us right now just to talk about it a little bit. Curtis, welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. How's it going, man? Not too bad. I hadn't seen you in a while. You know, we've gone through COVID and everything. I want to get back down there because I'm fascinated by, by your studio and just some of the work that you guys do. I'm in TV, but the work that you guys do is totally different than what we do, like in news and that kind of thing. But it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's definitely a slightly different world. And, uh, I guess the biggest thing is we have more time to plan and, and, <laughs> yeah. Things, uh, uh, which, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> when you guys try to put together a video, like an entrance video, and, and obviously, you know, I know a little bit about it from, from do, doing all the things I've done through the years with pirate football and stuff, but, you know, it's more than just highlights, but highlights from games are a part of it. But take us through the process, you know, how does it get started and how do you guys put it together? Oh man. Um, yeah, there's a combination of things there. Uh, you, you know, we, highlights are something we want to include every time. Um, and there's kind of a balance with what we're doing currently with ECU is trying to keep some of the, uh, the fun visuals and the story that, that people love, uh, the state of, uh, the, um, state of mind on fire, uh, some of the pirate scenes that people enjoy. And, and then also trying to bring some, something new every year, which is a little bit of a challenge, um, because you want to find that balance where it's still exciting and still fun, but also you're keeping the pieces like the poem that people really enjoy. Um, but as far as, you know, you know, the way the process starts, I think it's changed every year. Um, you know, you know, the way I approach it right now is, is I kind of have a document of just fun ideas or fun visuals or fun thoughts of scenes, fun play, fun things as a pirate fan I'd like to see. Uh, and then I just try to, See when I start writing a new outline, just try to see what, what fits, what works, uh, what goes with the theme of the year, what goes with where we are as a team, what goes with, uh, the culture and, uh, and then, you know, what my team can realistically pull off. Now, when you put together something like that, do you guys talk with, with Coach Houston at all to find out some of his thoughts on, on what he wants to see in it? Uh, so, so we, we have, uh, when, when Coach Houston was first hired, we met with him, uh, before we did our first video together. 
Um, that's that's the last time we've we've done that, just because mostly because of COVID and, and right. Right, we've fallen uh, the last two years. Um, but but th- this year, for example, uh, you know, some a lot of players instead is is iron sharpens iron because you know we're getting so deep in, in certain positions and and just having those you know you know multiple starters essentially at different positions. So that is something that fell in line with some ideas that I had and some visuals that we wanted to show. So um, uh, that that kind of fed the story for this season's entrance uh, shoot. All right. I know I know you don't want to give away everything, but what can you tell us about the sneak peek that we'll see in Charlotte as compared to what we'll see at home at Dowdy Ficklin? Yeah. So, I mean, I if you, if you follow us on social media, you probably saw that we were shooting in a blacksmith shop. Um so the things you'll see in Charlotte, it's a little bit of a different, uh, it's a different kind of format because we have one minute to do it instead of the, the two minutes that we usually have. So, right. um, so, so we start off, uh, with our, our poem. Um, and then, so we have the first half is kind of some stuff people will be familiar with. And the second half will be some new stuff, but we, we kind of have to, blow through it because we have essentially like 25 seconds to include all the news, you know, you know, some of the new stuff. So we, we shot in a blacksmith shop and essentially there's a sword being made. Um, and, uh, you, yeah, you'll see some great visuals there. We also shot the, uh, shot some players in the weight room that this year instead of the locker room. Um, essentially they're sharpening their tools as they work out and do things like that. So we kind of play with the back, uh, the back and forth, the juxtaposition between, uh, um, you know, you know, making a, a weapon and sharpening, uh, you know, your own weapon. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting too, that this is an Appalachian State home game. So the fact that, that the Pirates are allowed to show anything for East Carolina, you know, even though we're playing in Charlotte, it's still an App State home game. So I think that's, that's kind of cool that you get to have, uh, at least a taste of home in Charlotte. Yeah. You know, that's something that kind of surprised me too. Um, I, uh, the, the reason I was asking about that actually is we were, we were shooting and I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Steve the Pirate and uh, he mentioned that we did the entrance for South Carolina and Charlotte and I didn't remember that. I was at that game. Um, so that prompted me to kind of reach out and see, hey, are we going to be able to do this? Uh, and, and, uh, it, it turned out that they were going to do a one minute version. It's something that, uh, Part of me still feels like somebody's gonna uh, cancel. <laughs> somebody's gonna mix. But uh, as of yesterday, the files have been sent to Panther Stadium, and uh, they're they're taking a look at everything and make sure the formats are all right and everything's in line. So, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna see a one minute version, and um, that'll be it'll be fun because it'll be slightly different than what we see uh, come kickoff at the South Carolina game. And it's funny you said that because working in video, anytime we have to produce something for, for a banquet or, or for any kind of get-together, it's absolutely terrifying until they actually show it and test it. And you can tell people, look, make sure it works. And they'll say, oh, it works. It, it's a, it's this kind of fail work. But until they put it in that machine and run it, you just don't know if it's going to work or not. And they have to they have to test it out, don't they? Yeah, there's definitely some anxiety there. I've sent them a few different files to make sure they have what they need, and and I told them I'm readily available. I am planning on being at the game, uh, so I'm hoping it plays the way it's supposed to play and the audio is synced up and everything looks good. Um, But, you know, unlike when we shoot 
uh, do the Dottie Ficklin video, I can, I can drive up there and we can test it. I can stand on the field and watch it and, yeah, but every board's different. Yeah. They're different from, from day to night, you know, as far as clarity and the way things show up. As we saw the first year we did our entrance, we realized during the day a lot of the, a lot of the visuals were really dark and hard to see. So that's something we've kind of adjusted for. Um, so I'm not going to have any adjustment period. I just rely on the people at Bank of America Stadium to tell me, uh, what they need and, and I'm trying to give them more than they, they need. So, so they're good to go. So you'll be in Charlotte. Will you be holding your breath when that thing starts? <laughs> I hold my breath every time the uh, the entrance video plays. <laughs> how many times I see it? Um, it's it's one of those things you just fear that you know it's going to go bad and then it's going to reflect that uh, poorly on you and um, and just crowd reactions and especially first time that thing plays every every time it's it's a little uh, anxiety ridden but um, you know I try to savor the moment. Well, I tell you, it's been very popular, you know, through the years. And, and I remember, you know, I, I get a chance working with Brian Medor to, to a lot of times see the thing a little bit early. And, uh, and we certainly don't want to give anything away, but one of the, the first, I think it was the first year or, or one of the first years was the, the state of mind with the fire. And that, that, that to me, I mean, I still have people tell me how, how, how they think that's the coolest thing ever. And I, I just thought that was, you know, just a neat idea. And sometimes you can have a neat idea, but to pull off that neat idea is a little more difficult. Yeah, no, I, that's one of the things that every year I try to take a step back and I'm like, you know, you know what can we do different? What, what are we going to have to take out? What can we, what can we bring that's fresh? And, you know, I, I look at that piece every year and I'm just like, oh, it's so hard to, to even think about cutting that. Um, but because it works so well with yeah. the story, it works. It's such, you, you know, our visual effects artist, um, Mark Eaton pulled that off and did a fantastic job with that. And, uh, that's one of my favorite parts, and it's something that it'll probably be in there in some form every year I, I do the video just because it's hard to take that out. And, you know, one of the things that people really don't think about, I don't think, and, and, and I always think about it because I, I really like the sounds that you hear. And a lot of those sounds, you know, you're adding in to, to really amplify something like, like a, a sword that comes out of the holster or, or anything like that. that, that you know, there are little things you can do to really enhance the video, can't you? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of layers to it. If somebody saw the the edit, the uh, actual file uh, in the edit, they'd see, you know, we've got about ten tracks of audio between, you know, sounds of the ocean and sounds of the wind and sounds of the rain and uh-huh. sounds of footsteps and and when he's pouring the, you know, r- supposed rum into the sand yeah. uh, that that he's gonna light. You know, you know all those are different layers. Um, that when you break it down, it, it uh, it's hard to notice when you watch it as a whole. But when you when you watch it without them, you start it starts feeling kind of empty. But um, it all works in a, in concert. Is this the project each year that you you enjoy the most? Because you can almost hear the excitement in your voice, you know, of, of how you do it. I mean, I know you do some great things throughout the year, but is this the one that really excites you? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing, you know. I mean, I, I we we always get to work with uh, every year. There's a handful of really fun projects, and we have great clients. And um, you know, we've worked in some capacity on some film and TV projects, and and it's always fun seeing how, seeing how different things are made and doing different things. But this one's definitely special, and um, I definitely look forward to it every, every year. And and I'm uh, look, looking forward to seeing how everybody reacts and eventually i'll you know people will start getting burnt out on what i do and <laughs> no. slither away under <laughs> but until then uh yes this is the highlight of my year 
<laughs> All right, now before we let you go, without giving anything away, so you have to tiptoe around this, but take us through the difference in what we're going to see on Thursday in Charlotte with the, the actual two-minute production. What is, is there a main difference that you can tell us without giving anything away? Uh, you, you know, unfortunately not. There was something I was trying to hold back, but it just worked better with it in. So, so what you're going to see in, in Charlotte is just kind of a, a, a you know, a shorter version. Okay. Because uh, we can't stand the shots as long. There's a lot more footage that's going to go into to the version of Dottie Ficklin, but uh, for the most part, the story's got to be told in a diff- different way. It's out of order. But um, again, we had to find something that would fit within. Uh, you know, a minute. Um, so, uh, so you'll see a lot of the same stuff. We we'll, we'll just have a little more fun with it with the the version. Uh, I like the version that's going to play in Dowdy better than I like the version that's going to going to play in Charlotte because we get more time with the story. All right, and you should, it's going to be reversed for the for the two minute deal. Yeah, yeah. The main parts. And I, I've seen it, so I know what you're talking about. For those that are that watch it in Charlotte, just think about that when you come back to Greenville and you'll see what we're talking about. But it, it's it's very, very well done. It's really a cool it's a cool idea anyway. Uh the whole pirate theme is really neat and I think the guys at with Port City Films led by Curtis Theme and they've just you know they've taken a great idea and just ran with it and they've done a great, great job through the years and I can tell you you'll be really excited about it because it's it's really a neat production. I appreciate that, Brian. Yeah, it's something that, uh, like I said, it's fun. It's it's a highlight of of our year to to get to work on those things. And you know, whenever you're working with pirates and movie people, I mean, what's not to love? That's right. <laughs> we all love a pirate, don't we? Uh, absolutely. All right, Curtis Stephen with Port City Films. Curtis, thanks so much. Uh, safe travels to Charlotte and to Greenville when you guys come up here. Check in with us, and we certainly appreciate everything. Thank you. Hey, th- thanks, Brian. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. Curtis Steeman with Port City Films. We'll take another commercial break. We'll check in with our good buddy Brian Meador, who does a lot of work with Curtis on that same video. We'll ask him some questions about that. Ask him how the Media Day festivities went over at East Carolina. The Pirates kind of a different week this week because, as Coach Houston said, this is a Wednesday and it's really Monday, but we'll explain that after this on the Brian Bailey Show. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we continue on. Happy game week, everybody. Pirates in the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. 7.30 kickoff at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte on Thursday night. Brian Medor with East Carolina Video Productions joins us now. And uh, Medor has been a part of the uh, entrance videos working with Curtis Steeman. He also does so much uh, work with the coaches show. I'm going to have him on a little bit. And he was just at the uh, press conference. How did the press conference finish up there, Medor? Well, first of all, I can't believe you're putting me on after Curtis because my goodness, man, that guy. That, I'm telling you, I don't even think I don't think our our fans. I hope they understand. Those that's those are the best videos we've ever put on that board were the ones that he's done for us. Those intro videos the last few years, by far. Well, the, and I'm telling you, the 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 standard, the quality, the the and the planning, the scripting, you know, all the moving parts. The first of all, the financial sacrifice he makes to, to do those things for us because we don't pay him what his what the what the going rate is for a video of that magnitude? We don't pay him anywhere near what he could get, or should get. I, I'd like to say, but I'm telling you, man, it, they're incredible, and I hope I hope the people at East Carolina, not just the, our fans, but our administration, everybody understands what that guy does. And, and every chance I get to 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 shout it out from the rooftops, I'll do it because that guy is he's a true pirate, and 
we're, we're so lucky to have him. Man, I think the fans are really going to like you know how he put this one together because it, it really makes yeah. sense and it really it's what Coach Houston has been preaching for the you know his going on his third year now. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, got a whole, he's got a whole new – I'm not going to spoil any of it. Every year at Curtis adds a little something different. Like, you know, the first year he snuck in the uh, the ram, the skull of the ram for um, for uh, the Carolina – you know, for the anti-Carolina uh, fans of ours. And then, then last year he slipped in the uh, the wolf head, which he had, actually had the year before. But anyway, the wolf head in the, um, in the ship, <laughs> and that was just fan- – it was fantastic. And that is a real wolf head that he he – he, he managed to buy, and um, and it, it, it's phenomenal. It's, it's beautiful the way he shoots, the way his guys edit, and, and his vision. I'm telling you, man, I I joke with him all the time about I, I wish I had that guy's uh, creative side, and, and I'm I'm not just blowing sunshine or shooting sunshine up. And it's, it's the truth. He's he's incredible, and in what he does. Um, with the limited budget that he's, he's given, it's just it's phenomenal. And it's just like I was telling him, you know, a lot of people can have really good ideas, but to get those ideas off of paper and onto the video and, and to really do, you know, and show the idea off, it, it's really a talent that, you know, that not many of us have. I know I don't have it. And, and just the way he's been able to do that and, and just to take his vision and to get it up there, I mean, they, he does a great job with that. And I think that's important to a lot of East Carolina fans. They, they come in early just to to see that video. Oh, I know, and and our, and the play. I I love video and the players watching it for the first yeah. time. Yeah, and they go nuts. They love it, and you know, especially when their parts come up, obviously. But you know, usually toward the back end of the video or in the middle of, to the back end. But um, no, it's incredible. And and I know he probably touched on it earlier. He's got one minute. I don't want to call it a teaser. I think I call it like he's got a one minute version. You're going to see in Charlotte because that's that. You know the limits we were given, and then you're going to see the two and a half minute version, full version. Um, it, that's going to be completely different, but it's it's different in in, in, the, in the way that it's scripted, I should say. Right. But um, it's good, and it's going to be fantastic. And, and the uh, the idea that he's gone down this year, I mean, I, you know, the first one he did was my favorite, just because seeing seeing the state of mind in flames on the beach, was yeah, incredible. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it was hard. We and he tell you, we were told not to do that. He was told not to do that. Yeah. And we 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 left the meeting. Uh, administrator's not there anymore. We left the city, <laughs> and, we left the city and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he said, "You know, I'm doing it right." And I said, "You better do it. Yeah. You better do the state of mind. I don't, I don't want to see anything else but the state of mind on that beach." It's, yeah, and, uh, and and it still is today. And, and I was there that day that, uh, that we shot all those scenes. And the amazing thing is, all that stuff with the pirate coming out of the water and on the beach was shot in broad daylight. It was like 97 degrees. It was hot. It was a little bit windy. But it was, but you know, that's all in his post-production stuff. All the editing he did after the fact to make it look like it was at, at, at night, and it was—it's just fantastic. It yeah, good stuff. That was a great job. Of course, you do so much work with the coaches' shows, and uh, this past year was a little interesting with COVID, wasn't it? No, nah, it was no fun at all. Wasn't no it? fun at all. <laughs> and I know Mike hated it. <laughs> Joe Dooley hated it worse. Oh. <laughs> Good God! He said the same thing every week. I know. Well, we should have just ran the same show a couple of weeks because the same thing. Yeah. yeah, Coach, what are you allowed to do? Uh, same thing we were allowed to do last week. We're in COVID protocol. I mean, it was. Yeah, we had a we had a tough time with it, but we got through it. Uh, hey, when you look at these games in Charlotte, Pirates are three and two all time in Charlotte. Did you make all all these games? Have you been to all the ECU show? I think I missed the highlighter game with the uh, NC State. I don't think I was at that game. That one was that was I, I, that's probably because you've forgotten about it. Yeah, you and, and you were wise to do that. You probably forgot about yeah. it. That was watching James Pinkney just get absolutely 
destroy over and over again. That season was hard to watch anyway, but the, the highlighter jerseys were just terrible. And John Thompson's final game was November 27, 2004. That, that's right. The, the West Virginia game was fun. Of course, the Vitek game was uh, was incredible. The T.J. Lee block punt. The T.J. Lee yeah. punt. Yeah, I had a got a front row ticket for that one. I shot that baby. He came right to me, and it was it was a uh, it was fun. That was that, and the electricity in the stadium that day was just it was incredible. And, and I think it's going to be that way. You know, our fans. You know, they've not. You know, you you're going to put forty thousand people in there. It's going to get loud, and in the environment. Now you've already probably talked about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I was talking to the guys. Um, and so I hope and give a terrific um, perspective of it about missing. You know, he just missed the fans. He's, yeah, that's why I do what I do, man. In college football, all it's all about the fans, man. For, for players like Holton, it's about the fans. You know, he's not out for personal uh, glory. He really he enjoys and and of course growing up a pirate and a Greenville native and seeing it. And, you know, he was he was young enough, or old enough, I should say, but young in his younger days to remember uh, the, those fans being packed and and um and seeing great football games and and um you know I I. I I, that's the kind of stuff that makes you know that makes it you know that's why I do what I do. I, that's why I stayed in Greenville. And I like I love it because of that. I, I just I fell in love with it when I visited here as a, a high school senior, and and then when I came as a freshman, I never had any regrets about um, why I chose to come to East Carolina. And I really hope we can get back to that because I hate our kids have been graduating the last few years without having any taste of of, uh, of those of those atmospheres. How were the guys, because I had to come back over right in the middle of Coach Houston's press conference, but how were the players as far as what they expect for Thursday night? It was interesting because they, they all, they all, obviously they're getting this from Mike and, and you know, I'm, you know, Mike's on them. And, um, and all of them, the first question I asked them that had to do with the game, um, they all answered, um, we got to get off to a good start because we got to show, you know, you know, we're better than we were last year. You know, Holton's so excited about having a healthy offensive line. You know, yeah, and, I bet he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I joked with him the other day uh, about um, about you know, have you excited to have that line in front of me? As you were, uh, you were kind of having a run around a little bit uh, before. He says, "You're telling me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so this is as good as it's been since you know, he's been there." And and um, you know, but getting off to a good start was like was everybody was touching on that and um, wanting, and I think there's a sense of we want to show our fans. How much better we are, and we're better than the three-win team. The you know, I mean, forget last year, even though it was a three-win season, maybe forget about it because it really wasn't. You and I have yeah uh, dissected that one a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we, we we I'm telling you, man, we were we were if if that season's normal last year, we go to a bowl, and I believe that. Yeah, I can I can pick the games for you. Holton plays it. Maybe we win that game. Tulsa, we won that game. They robbed us. And then we play Norfolk State, three wins. Six, that's six wins. Yep. You know, that's, that's, that's simple math right there. But it didn't happen that way. And, and you got to, you know, you are exactly what your record says you are. And I think the guys want to get out there and show. And, I, and they want to get it out, get out there and show it quickly. So it's going to be fun. Xavier Smith was, was, he was, man, he, that kid's locked in. He's ready to go. He's ready to make a big play. He's ready to hit. He's ready to get after it. It was uh, it was fun talking to him. I know he's one of your favorite guys. Yeah, he is. He's a great guy. I kind of look at it like the the Hawaii Bowl that year when Boise State was the big favorite, and East Carolina went out that first series and slapped them in the mouth, and then pretty much dominated play until the very end. And then you know we we ended up with a fumble. Chris Johnson's only fumble of the year was returned for a touchdown. Somebody put a hanker on him, but but they came back and they kicked the field goal to win it. So no. No, he, he fumbled against NC State. People forgot that. That's uh, right. Uh, Skip Holtz used to always say that was his only fumble of the year. I was like, no, that's not true. He actually did fumble one other time. But, I mean, still, yeah. in our season of 
You know, and, it, and, it, and you and I were standing in the end zone when he ran by us, and we, like, when he uh, picked it up and ran it back, we were like, what just happened? Yeah. Well, that was quick. Yeah. Happened really quick. But that was, I, I just think it's one of those games where Blake Harrell's defense is guys come up and smack him around a little bit early, and I think that's going to be part of the, the, yeah. the good start. To your, to your point about punching him in the mouth, that's exactly what he said. We got to come out and make a play. So whether it's a turnover or a big hit or, or something, we got to come out. Boom, punch him in the mouth, and they're going to know, all right, he's coming here, and, and this is what's about to happen. On the flip side, you can't allow that to happen, and, and, then, and then the wheels fall off. Yeah. You, you got to, you know, you got to stay in the, in the game, and, and, um, and, and I, I, I'm a, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I, I think it's going to be a fun game to be at, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it coming up on Thursday night. Meteor, thanks so much for your time. We'll check with you later on this afternoon on other issues as we continue on with the coaches Show. We'll take our last commercial break here on the Brian Bailey Show and wrap things up after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Hi, wrapping up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. I want to thank Danny Morrison, the executive director of the Charlotte Sports Foundation. I want to thank Curtis Steeman with Port City Films. And, of course, our good friend Brian Meador from over at East Carolina. It is game week. Pirates and the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. 7.30 kickoff coming up on Thursday. And our coverage right here on the Bud Light pregame tailgate kicks off at 3.30. So I'll be joining... Clip Rock live from Bank of America Stadium that afternoon. You ready for Pirate football? Finally, it's here, and hopefully, we're closer to being back to normal. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, The Gavigan Agency, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Tap Taft and Hagler. Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and the Rick House. Join us next time for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.